MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. Today, the Trump meltdown continues, the State Department briefing on Capitol Hill, forthcoming White House subpoenas, Roger Stone, the NRA, and Giuliani's mystery firm. I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Amanda Reeder. Hello, AG. How are you? I am pretty well today. I am losing my voice today. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got what Jordan has. Jordan's homesick. She was texting me saying she was door dashing ramen to her house to soothe her sore throat. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that after this <laughs> uh, because that sounds like a fantastic idea. Definitely. Uh, this is why self-care is so important. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so I apologize for my voice today, but we did have some news that we had to get out. We couldn't not do a show for you. So uh, we do have a lot to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Womp womp. So that big briefing uh, on Capitol Hill from the State Department Inspector General who got documents from the legal counsel of the Secretary of State. Nothing. It's absolutely nothing. What a letdown. I know. We were were hyping this so hard. I thought it was going to be so big. I thought this was the thing. Right. It's not. Um, The IG came in, basically handed over a stack of about 40 pages of conspiracy theories on Joe Biden (laughs) and Hunter Biden and the former ambassador to Ukraine, Yovanovitch, who's supposed to testify um, today. But that's been delayed until next week, next Friday. Was this a package that they uh, that they got help when Barr was in Italy? Is this all like is this the result of these trips and their research? I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) In fact, I have there's there's some information about what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Representative Raskin says that the inspector general wouldn't tell Congress how they got the documents or where they came from. But he says, if you read the packet of information, it's a series of somewhat hallucinatory propagandistic suggestions that is very consistent with the things Rudy Giuliani is saying. If I had to guess who's behind it, if it didn't come directly from the White House, I would say Giuliani. Giuliani's name's all over it. Uh, <clears throat> there's a series of memos where Giuliani was present. So someone should ask Rudy if he knows anything about this. It that was, smells like Giuliani. <laughs> it smells just like him. Um, ben Gay and Asper Cream. No, uh, that's what I smell like. Sorry. <laughs> but the IG did uh, did say that the, statement, uh, the State Department's Office of Legal Counsel provided these documents to the Inspector General back in May. So it can't be the Bar Italy stuff because it's a couple, few months old. Uh, but we couldn't have gotten this more wrong, you guys. I thought for sure this was going to be... I thought the IG was credible. My bad. It was a nothing burger. <laughs> it was totally a nothing burger. Uh, and sources are now saying, and here's to answer your question, that the White House actually sent an envelope to Pompeo containing a bunch of Trump hotel folders full of notes from interviews with various Ukrainians about debunked conspiracy theories that took place at Kaludi Rudy's New York office. So I wonder if Congress saw this coming... And that's why multiple committees sent their staff. You know what's annoying about this? That people who are working hard to impeach the president um, are having to also work double time just to fight back on all the bullshit being thrown their way. You know what I mean? Like, they're also like, oh, God. Like, they're trying to get on with their lives and do their job. But they're also having to, <laughs> and like... And they have to feel shit like this. They have to feel shit like this. It's we an insult. Urgent. 
insane thing right. about Ukraine, and then it's just a stack of Rudy notes in Trump hotel folders. <laughs> and you're like, thanks, bro. Yeah, that's really legit. Thanks so much. High five. Glad we all showed up for this. Yeah. What was it? The let me see. I have I have the list here. It was of like all these committees, staffers from all of these different committees that came in. There's that House Foreign Affairs Committee, Senate Foreign Relations, yeah. House Appropriations, Senate Appropriations, House Oversight, Senate Homeland Security, Senate Intelligence, and House Intelligence. It's like when you're called into the school assembly and you think it's going to be something really <laughs> awesome and it's just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, my God, they're going to announce a new gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh yeah, just what I need to see another Van Halen video. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what the sources are saying, that this is just an envelope full of Rudy notes in Trump hotel folders. Have you seen, have you been watching the clips of Rudy recently? Have you been keeping up with old Rudy? Yeah, I've yeah. been seeing him. Oh, man. He's not well. No, yeah. I know that Jordan, Jordan's been on, on the Rudy train. She's been, she's been doing a lot of our, our Rudy stories for us, but man, he's not well. I saw someone the other day. It's kind of like, I both love and hate how uh, petty the liberal media gets sometimes, but I heard someone saying like, hope he's got someone taking care of him. Hope he's got people around him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's funny. got someone to cuddle him at the end of a long day right now. Hashtag <laughs> self-care for Rudy. Rudy, yeah. Rudy. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, let's see what else is going on today. Trump went off on tr Trump is insane today. He went off on Democrats in a series of tweets and on television at one point, even yelling at a reporter uh, in that same press conference or a press conference earlier in the day with a very uncomfortable president of Finland. By the way, Trump said Dems were guilty as hell, called Biden corrupt and said less smart than he ever was and uh, called the whistleblower a spy. He also called Adam Schiff a shifty, dishonest lowlife who couldn't carry Mike Pompeo's blank strap. He said blank. He censored himself because he meant jock strap. Uh, it's an old locker room saying, apparently. Locker room talk. Uh, and it's odd that he censored himself there because earlier in a tweet, he referred to the impeachment proceedings as bullshit, all caps, in a presidential tweet. Trump also declared that he always cooperates, which was the best part. He's all class. He's very transparent. <laughs> Not one single document or or testimony has been handed over by the White House since any of these investigations began. No, hasn't someone already said some representative has come out and said, like, we're he's already obstructing. Like, uh -huh. he's already committing another crime right now as we speak, and we're going to go after him for that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't keep the scope simply limited to the, to the phone call with the Ukrainian president if you're also now committing other crimes. Yeah, and that was, that was one of the articles of impeachment for Nixon, was right. obstructing Congress. Yeah. It is a crime. It's an impeachable offense. Absolutely. Um, as we know, Nixon never got to the impeachment part. Mm -hmm. He resigned first. Uh, because he probably knew he was going to be impeached and didn't want to face that. So, did I also heard um, on the way over, I was listening to, I think, I don't know, one of the political podcasts I listened to, and uh, <laughs> they were saying that you can buy um, Adam Schiff. I'm looking at it right now, actually. You can buy, like, T-shirts of Adam Schiff with a red clown nose in the official Trump merch store. Oh, God. Like, it's just, they've just debased our politics to this insane level <gasps> but yeah so that's that as part of the narrative that they're running with that adam schiff is you know completely untruthful and et cetera, et cetera. but i wanted to show you this oh my god that is oh you guys should see it it's pretty outstanding doesn't even look like him whoever do that is terrible <laughs> trump supporters aren't good artists <laughs> they can't make memes they can't tech highly controversial opinion they're not good comedians 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I think my favorite part of this whole thing was I'm very transparent. I always cooperate. You literally never cooperate. In fact, Mueller even said in his report, he didn't cooperate. He wasn't forthcoming in his answers. He wouldn't testify face to face because, mm-hmm. you know, he's chicken, but, or bone spurs, you know, I mean, they're real. It's a real problem. <laughs> so uh, let's see in a late press later on in, in, in a, press conference with the Finnish president. Again, Trump got even angrier, invoking his common call that the press media are fake news, the press and the media are fake news, and the Ukraine scandal is a hoax. Uh, Can't even get a new adjective. Mm -hmm. He accused Pelosi and Schiff of handing out subpoenas like cookies. Um, I want cookies. (laughs) Can we make subpoena cookies? (laughs) We made impeachment punch. Can we make subpoena cookies? Just continue to make more things we can eat and drink. <laughs> I like Related it. to impeachment. I like we'll, it. We'll, at the end, we'll do a cookbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll sell a cookbook in the in the store. Subpoena cookies cookbook. <laughs> we will. I think that's it. We'll put other. That's like like eight hundred beans recipes, and then some subpoena cookies and impeachment punch. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll use all the Rancho Gordo beans. Shout out to Rancho Gordo, best beans in the business. Um. So anyway. He accused Pelosi and Schiff of, of handing out subpoenas like cookies. And after being asked about nothing but impeachment mm-hmm. by the peop- by the press reporters, he started ordering reporters to ask the president of Finland questions. I saw that. In one exchange with a reporter from Reuters who asked him, what did you want President Zelensky to do about Vice President Biden and his son Hunter? Trump actually said, are you talking to me? <laughs> like, you talking to me? It, it was like, what? And then he goes, listen, listen, you ready? We have the president of Finland. Ask him a question. And the reporter says, I have one for him, but I just wanted to follow up with you. And then Trump interrupts and says, did you hear me? Did you hear me? Ask him a question. I've given you a long answer. Ask this gentleman a question and don't be rude. I've answered everything. It's a hoax. (laughs) And then at the end of the press conference, Trump just turned his back and stomped off the stage without even acknowledging or shaking the hand of the president of Finland, who just looked like, all right, what... (laughs) <laughs> Who okay. the fuck am I then? Yeah, it's really um, uh, watching uh, particularly uh, uh, leaders from Scandinavian countries who aren't known to be particularly emotional in the first place deal with Trump is just like something special. Uh, did you see a couple months ago when there was all the drama about Trump um, trying to buy Greenland? And there was, a, I don't know if you saw any clips of like the Danish prime minister. She's this very like stern looking woman. And she was like, she's on the boat and she's yeah. like, hey. Yeah, that was really funny. She's like, uh, this has no basis, in fact. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> anyway, I mean, I shouldn't say just Scandinavian world leaders, all world leaders, but particularly those ones. Yeah. <laughs> Extra uncomfortable around Trump. I did watch this. I did watch the, the, the presser today with the Finnish prime minister. And it was, I mean, I don't, is there a word we can use other than unhinged? No. Is there another word? I don't know what word to use 25th at this point. 25th Amendment? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what word to use anymore. I mean, scary. He he did. He was. I saw him shouting at the at the uh, reporter. You talking to me? Yeah, exactly. Like like a uh, Sandra Bullock in that scene in Miss Congeniality where she's like, "Hey, I'm walking here with yeah. the arms and everything, yeah. Yeah. like that." <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah. Um, it was yeah. like a movie. It really was. And he also... A terrible, terrible movie that I would never go see. I don't know if it was in that press conference or an, at another point today, um, but he also, he, he has a new a new talking point, which is like, this is no longer the, the fake media. This is now the corrupt media. That's yeah, his new talking I point. That. So just like further attacks on the press. I thought Joe Biden was corrupt, though. Is it the media Everyone now? is corrupt. Okay. Yeah, everyone. Everyone he, but him. Got it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just not him. Right. Just not him. <laughs> got it. Okay, I'll write that down. 
Um, and speaking of subpoena cookies, the House Oversight Committee chaired by Adam Schiff, obviously, is set to issue subpoenas to the White House by Friday if they don't comply with multiple requests for documents related to the Ukraine call and the cover-up, which I doubt they're going to cooperate with. Uh, Elijah Cummings notified the House Oversight Committee of his forthcoming subpoena today and added that Trump has so far ignored all previous voluntary requests from his committee, along with House Intelligence and House Foreign Affairs. But he he's cooperated fully. And it was a perfect call. He always cooperates. It was a perfect call. Perfect call. Perfect call. Always cooperates. <laughs> What's up with the word perfect? Yeah, it's really, it's it's so unbelievably gaslighty. I don't know if gaslighty is not a word, but it's a, yeah, it, it, it the, I get this feeling I can't describe when he is not only not cooperating, but using adjectives like perfect. It was a perfect call. I think it's just this, again, this sort of like every time you do something wrong, the deflection has to be like twice. They have to double down, you know, not, no, not only like he can't. It's it's not just I had nothing. You know, he couldn't just issue a statement saying there's nothing wrong with the call. Yeah. Or even like he just says it, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely nothing wrong because there's, there, you, there can't be a there can't be a crack in his armor anywhere. It's better than bad. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's log. It's not. It, <laughs> well, also, um, it, it, the the other side has this narrative of like Trump and Giuliani are the real whistle whistleblowers here. So it was a perfect. Call. OK. <laughs> All right. Sure, buddy. Totally transparent. Very cooperative. So uh, Schiff has said uh, of the House's forthcoming subpoenas that he's not fooling around. We're not fooling around here. And he does not want this inquiry to drag out for months, being held up by presidential stonewalling, saying, quote, they just need to know, even as they try to undermine our ability to find the facts about the president's effort to coerce a foreign leader to create dirt that he can use against a political opponent, that they will be strengthening the case on obstruction. He's basically saying you're you're a walking obstruction of justice. Yeah. As we speak. Uh, Trump said today during that press conference that Adam Schiff should be investigated for treason. As we know, the punishment for treason includes death and uh, is reserved for a person who, during a time of war, provides aid and comfort to an enemy. So I don't see how that bill fits, but he's he's bandying it about, as Preet Bharara says. He shouldn't just bandy that word about, but he is. It is like... I know, I know we're supposed to be trying to be funny, and uh, <laughs> we will try. <laughs> but, yeah, this is no joke. Like, yeah. bandying about... Um, treason or um harm upon other members of of uh congress is really fucking dangerous dude <laughs> yep yeah so it's, it's bad that's bad i mean I, you know a lot of people would have, have thrown around a tre- uh, treason with trump the only time <clears throat> the only time that we talk about treason is generally usually well whenever we refer to the michael flynn case because mm-hmm. the judge actually in that case had asked whether or not um, they had investigated Michael Flynn for treason, mm-hmm. so uh, that's really the only time that treasons come up. He walked those tre- he walked those questions back, but it was interesting that a judge brought it up. But I do agree that it just that's not something that you just accuse someone of. Now it could be argued that we are at war with Russia because they attacked us. Yeah, uh, we just have a complicit president who didn't declare. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that that could be. An argument. The thing that's most frustrating but, about being in this sort of like unspoken war with Russia is that like the actual citizens of the I would say the majority of the citizens of both countries don't want this. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just the 
toxic masculinity at the top <laughs> so gross <laughs> you know it's a big prick waving dick fight and i hate it yeah like just stop you just stop you guys really yeah stop with your blank straps <laughs> <laughs> your bullshit blank straps that's just a weird one to to so he actually said blank strap yeah yeah because he couldn't say jock strap yeah is that because it would be gay I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to figure out what possible reason he would have. I didn't know jock. Can't say anything related to penises because I'm an old white man and I can't seem gay at all. I didn't know jock was a bad word. I have no idea. I'm just thinking about the mental gymnastics he does and why he says the things he because does. Because he tweeted out the word bullshit in all caps earlier. So yeah, that, but jock straps off limits. That was that was it's just weird. He's weird. Uh, that was my, one of my wife's favorites was that she she kind of like s- tunes in and out of politics while I'm trying to keep up with it and she'll pay attention to like one in every 10 stories she's like wake me up when he's impeached but today she caught the bullshit thing as she was like making breakfast and she was like he said bullshit <laughs> like of all the yeah. <laughs> that really stuck with her <laughs> yeah it's crazy I'm like yeah amongst many other bad things but yes that's where we are bullshit and blank straps <laughs> it's pretty incredible uh, anyway uh, you guys we'll be right back with more news after these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, it's AG. I just want to tell you about these new shoes, Rothy's. They're my favorite shoes. They're the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They're stylish. They're comfortable. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts or suits. Uh, Rothy's come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. And they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and flats. They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they are constantly selling out. I have one of each of the styles in black, because I wear everything in black, and I absolutely love them. They have, But if you don't just wear black all the time like me, they have tons of playful designs, a lot of fun pops of color. They perk up every outfit, and you can still look polished and professional. Um, they are seamlessly knit using thread made from plastic water bottles. So this is the awesomeness about this shoe company. They're ultra comfortable. As soon as you slip them on, there's no break-in period, but they're sustainable. And to date, they're made of plastic water bottles, recycled plastic water bottles. And, and Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills and oceans already. And they ship in their shoebox, so there's no waste. And I just love this company. They're made in a zero-waste factory. And the major bonus, they're fully machine washable. So every time you need a refresh, you toss them in the washing machine. It's like getting a fresh pair of shoes. You will quickly discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash dailybeans. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash dailybeans to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash dailybeans today. All right, so welcome back. Aside from accusing Trump or accusing Schiff of treason, Trump is also accusing Schiff of writing the whistleblower complaint. I didn't catch that particular detail. That happened today. This accusation stems from word that the whistleblower sought guidance from a House committee staffer before filing the complaint, as this is reported by the New York Times today. So for context here, the whistleblower first went to their agency's Office of Legal Counsel, who then incidentally tipped off the Department of Justice and White House, by the way. And then when the whistleblower felt nothing was being done, they went to a staffer on the Intel Committee to seek guidance. According to Preet Bharara, this is totally normal. It happens dozens of times per year. And beyond that, the crazy information the House staffer gave to the whistleblower, you're not going to believe this, was to follow the procedure and go to the ICIG. Uh, Of course, we know what happened after that. The ICIG found it to be urgent and credible, forwarded to the the Director of National Intelligence, who then sat on it. Um, And actually, not only just sat on it, 
but he took that urgent, credible complaint about Trump and Barr and asked Trump and Barr what he should do about it. So, yeah, it, it, it's when I uh, learned the background information that the whistleblower actually tried to have this escalated without being a whistleblower through yeah. the through the regular channels, through their role in their intelligence agency. You know, it was escalated to a point and then the DOJ struck it down and went, eh, whatever, eh, we don't need to investigate this for it was a perfect call <laughs> but then once he or she realized something was happening and it wasn't being escalated then decided that they had to escalate it to the level of whistleblower i mean <sighs> and they just want <clears throat> they just wanted some guidance on the law yeah absolutely so they went to the the committee that would eventually end mm-hmm. up with the complaint provided it was credible mm-hmm. and, and urgent which i'm sure the person knew it already was absolutely and asked what the process was they told him the process Uh, And in a court filing Wednesday, the Department of Justice told White House personnel they must preserve all notes of meetings and phone calls between Trump and foreign leaders. The concern that Trump wasn't preserving documents came up in a federal court Tuesday after the Government Transparency and Historical Archivist Group made an emergency request to maintain the notes from the July 25th phone call between Trump and Zelensky, as well as with other world leaders, presumably like Putin and Mohammed bin Salman. The historical archivist group actually sued Trump last May for not documenting multiple meetings with Putin, like at least five. Mm -hmm. And in addition to the archivist group, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, or CREW, and the Society for Historians of American Foreign Relations have also asked for court orders that the White House preserve these documents. Uh, But Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, she's the one in this case. Um, She's busy. (laughs) She's just (laughs) real busy. Yeah, really busy. Uh, she's satisfied with the Department of Justice's reassurance that she had nothing to worry about. Um, Noah Bookbinder from Crew says, It is encouraging to know that those records that have been created will be preserved, at least for the time being. We look forward to arguing our case in court to ensure that they always will be. I know this is entirely not the point of what you just said, but the fact that the record-keeping guy is called Bookbinder. <laughs> I know. I know. That's Well, it's crew. That's the uh, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Oh, okay. No, Bookbinder. But he should, be, he should be in the Archivist Society. I was going to say, well. is he part of the Archivist Society? <laughs> he binds the books. Yeah, he binds the books. <laughs> um, so uh, answer me this. Before, and I assume that this is true, before this administration was its standard procedure to keep a transparent record of all of like because most of this or in the past would phone calls between pre- between presidents have been confidential and classified it depends on the what's you, what you it talk depends. about right but usually generally not there's usually a note a, a archive record of the call right okay that you could get with like a FOIA request or something uh it depends on you know depends how classified it is but, right <clears throat> but he's he's abusing this classification system. Correct. Because these like that Zelensky call, there's no classified information in there. It's right. Just there's no national security information. It's just politically bad. Right. So he, that's why he was hiding it. So that is an abuse of that system. And we do have something called the Presidential Records Act mm-hmm. uh, in the United States where you can't destroy records. And we, we had heard things when we were going over the Mueller report or we were talking early on in the Mueller investigation about Trump actually eating things like eating paper. So that's interesting. But... I I have no corroboration of that. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. It was reported that he was eating paper by someone in the White House that reported that. And it was like, that's got to be a violation of the Presidential Records Act. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Sorry, the president ate my homework. I can see. I can see Trump saying it doesn't say you can't eat it in the law. (laughs) I just I can see him saying it. 
I could see him saying it. But <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. I know. She's just, uh, yeah. That's why I'm trying to fill the dead air because she's like, what? <laughs> 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 And in an interesting story, this is a really interesting story. Giuliani's Ukraine work is tied to a firm called TriGlobal, and it seems to have disappeared. Uh, TriGlobal was apparently a consulting firm, or is apparently a consulting firm, that developed contacts for Rudy Giuliani in Ukraine and Russia for more than a decade. But as soon as the Dems in the House subpoenaed Giuliani for documents, the website for TriGlobal came down and vanished. Um, the firm was set up in 2003 by a group of Russian emigres. And New York Times here doesn't say who those emigres are, but I'd be, I'd be really, I, have to, I need to look that up. Like, what if it was like Blavatnik and all those guys, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, we're in the same circles, yeah. all hanging out at the same clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sit with us. Uh, anyway, so he, they sent the subpoena out. The website came down. And Wednesday morning, it was restored, but hard to reach. And additionally, a member of TriGlobal's advisory board told Bloomberg he was the one responsible for inviting and signing Rudy up to that Kremlin conference. He the recently, cupcake conference. The cupcake conference he recently backed out of. Yeah. Uh, after public disclosure of the event. And he's like, I didn't know it was that thing. But he did the exact same event last year with the exact same sanctioned Russian on the panel that he was on. Pants on fire, Rudy Kaludi. Yeah. Or Kaludi Rudy. <laughs> Kaludi Rudy. I've, he- I've heard it both ways. I like Kaludi Rudy. I, I think I too prefer Kaludi Rudy. But Rudy Kaludi is out there. Um, let us know what you think. Yeah. On Twitter, at Daily Beans Pod. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> Kaludi Rudy or, or Rudy Kaludi. Yeah. I'll, I'll put up a poll. Yeah, let's do a poll. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Very important information. <coughs> we'll keep you posted on the poll results. I'm so sorry. I'm losing my voice. I'm... Oh, self-care. Hashtag self-care. I'm, I'm bringing it back. I'm reviving that hashtag for just for today, maybe at least until tomorrow. Uh, update on Roger Stone. Uh, again, Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, ruled Wednesday that the Department of Justice may talk about other alleged false statements Roger Stone made to the House committees about his contacts with the Trump campaign, even though he wasn't charged for those lies. <laughs> According to Darren Samuelson of Politico, great, great reporter, he says, this is not good for Stone because last month his lawyers argued against bringing this up because it, it could prolong the trial and confuse jurors. Uh, Samuelson says that the prosecutor from the Department of Justice, Michael Miranda is his name, says that Stone went into his September 2017 congressional testimony with a calculated plan to lie and that Stone misled the House panel about his contacts with literally the highest levels of the campaign other than the candidate himself. So <clears throat> Judge Jackson also ruled, uh, by the way, today that Randy Credico can testify during the trial about certain past dealings with Roger Stone, but has yet to rule on my favorite objection, the Godfather 2 clip, <laughs> because the <clears throat> the prosecution wants to play a clip from the Godfather 2 about, you know, the, mm-hmm. the congressional testimony and the and uh, Roger Stone doesn't want to be painted as a like a, a mafia mafioso bad guy um and so th- it's just it's so he they put a filing they put it into evidence the government and then he objected to it saying it's irrelevant it's prejudicial uh and she won't rule on it she's she's really hoping that they figure it out for themselves like she's really hoping they come to an agreement before she has to rule on the godfather oh my god <laughs> i know that's so funny 
There's Pod Dog. Oh, Pod Dog's barking. Pod Dog is barking. I wonder what she's upset Hopefully about. Hopefully you guys can't hear that. It's okay. <laughs> I think everyone forgives us for Pod Cat and Pod Dog sounds. They have they have in the past, so <laughs> I trust them going forward. Uh, but Roger Stone's trial, as you know, begins November 5th. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for this one. Um, we'll be in Boston November 7th, just a couple of days after that. Yes. We have a show at City Winery on November 7th, and the tickets are at mullersherote.com slash calendar. Yep. And we'll be there with uh, our special guest, Greg Oliar. So you'll definitely want to check that out. And I've, I haven't been to Boston in at least a decade. So I'm excited to go. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. I have a special connection to Boston. I, I grew up in Canada, but um, not too far from Boston. So I, I spent a lot of time um, in the Northeast growing up, and my grandmother is from Massachusetts. I'm Canadian, but I have a I have a grandmother from Massachusetts, so I'm excited. Yay. Yeah. yeah excited to see so, our fans at the Boston show. I've got some family in Connecticut, I think. Most of my family is in Ohio. I'm excited for fall. Oh, We're in San Diego, so... Being from the Northeast, this is not real fall. I'm no, sorry. It's just but not. I'm really excited because it's it's around 70 degrees now, and that's my favorite. <laughs> Here? So, yeah. It's false fall, though. It's going to get hot again in a few weeks. We will have an, yeah. Southern Californians know what I'm talking about. We will have a late summer. We always do. In yep. October, we usually have a heat wave where it gets up to like 100. Oh, yeah. Totally. For like a week or two. Yeah. Right now, right now it's comfy, but it's going to be hot as hell. Usually <laughs> when we hit November, we're... We're at 70 true, for true. the rest of the season. but For the horrible winters we have here in San Diego. Oh, we will rebuild and survive. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll huddle together like penguins and walk around in circles. We'll probably turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> probably that will happen at some point over the winter. Love when it's like you have a day cold enough for a couple of days of like wearing like a thin sweater and then you have one hot day and you're like, oh God, it's been ages since there's been warm weather. <laughs> Describe your perfect date. I'd have to say April 25th. It's not too hot and it's not too cold. All you need is a light sweater. <laughs> uh, before we move on, what are your, uh, what are your beans on what's going to happen with the stone trial? Oh, he'll be guilty. <laughs> he'll be convicted. Yeah. Maybe not on all counts, but at least on some, at least one. Yeah. For real. He is an interesting fellow. So, and he lied. <laughs> it, it, and that's all they have to prove. I, it's so funny that they're bringing in this Godfather stuff and they can bring yeah. in Credico and talk about communications with Trump and WikiLeaks when it's just really about how, you know, how he lied. So it'll be an interesting trial. I yeah. think it'll be relatively short, probably two weeks yeah. or less, maybe even just a week, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, a lot, I think, is going to come out in this trial that probably has nothing to do with it. So <laughs> I think I feel like Judge Jackson's going to be like, there's going to be a lot of objection, relevance, mm -hmm. sustained. I think that's going to happen a lot in this trial. So we'll see. He's a bullshit artist. He's got to drag it out as long uh, as he can. Yeah, he's going to talk about some sort of conspiracy. He's going to probably try to bring up that, um, you know, that Russia didn't hack the elections. It was the DNC did it to themselves or they did it with Ukraine or some conspiracy that helps Trump. And that'll be interesting too, because everyone that will lead everyone to ask, have, did Trump talk to Roger Stone? Mm -hmm. You know, was there suborning perjury or witness intimidation? I don't know what you call it because he's the subject of the trial. So, right. but who knows? Um, we'll see what happens. What's the date of the Stone trial again? November, November 5th. 5th. All right. You two days it. before our Boston show. All right. We'll be right back. Just a second. Daily Beans would like to thank our good friends at Beta Brand for making the most amazing, most comfortable pair of pants ever, the dress pant yoga pant. They have four styles, the crop, 
boot cut, skinny and straight leg. Plus, now they have added more. They've got the wide leg, they've got premium denim, and they have an eight pocket pant, which is incredible. Eight pockets. You can carry everything that you need all at once. And uh, they're all wonderful. They're all beautiful. I buy mine all in black, but you can get them in dozens of colors and patterns as well. Uh, I bring, like I said, each one in black with me on every trip because they pack and travel brilliantly. You can't wrinkle them if you try. You can try really hard and you cannot wrinkle them. And they're as comfortable as yoga pants, but with dressy details like real buttons, pockets, belt loops, and faux zippers. And they're made of four-way stretch pot knit fabric that just feels amazing. And, you know, like I said, I can wear them on the airplane, go to business meetings, head to cocktail head to cocktail hour with heels or flats. They're versatile. They're comfortable. They're perfectly stretchy. You will love these pants. Uh, before Beta Brand, I bought all my suiting from the regular places. I would always have to have it tailored because it didn't fit off the rack. They didn't move. They didn't breathe. Uh, they were itchy tags. I was just constantly aware of how uncomfortable I was. I couldn't focus on my work. And that's why I started wearing Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Visit betabrand.com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D, dot com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants today. All right, welcome back. We have a few more headlines uh, before we get to schadenfreude and hashtag. We got good ones today. Senate Democrats have asked the IRS to investigate the National Rifle Association to determine whether they should be stripped of their tax-exempt status now that Wyden has issued that report that the NRA worked with Russia to help them infiltrate our politics. That's the whole um, Butina torsion situation and all the trips that they paid for, you know, to get the NRA officials to go to Russia. And yeah. and Jordan was reporting on this um, over the weekend on Sunday on, on Moshiro and the Daily Beans uh, that came out Monday that, you know, the NRA, that this report had come out on the NRA saying that the NRA is a Russian asset, basically. And yeah. that goes against their 501c4 tax exempt status. Mm-hmm. And so now they're officially calling with a letter um, for the IRS to investigate uh, their tax-exempt status. And this is a letter to the IRS Commissioner Charles Reddig, who's a Trump guy. Um, Ron Wyden from the Senate, the Senate Finance Committee, along with Chuck Schumer, uh, accused the NRA of, of failing to act as a social welfare organization and say they violated tax-exempt rules, tax-exemption rules, by profiting off of its activities. Uh, I doubt Reddig is going to do anything. Yeah. Um, we already know from a whistleblower in the IRS that the IRS isn't performing the presidential tax audits uh, according to that program's rules, uh, if the whistleblower complaint is true. But, so he, so I, it's funny. I, I feel like I've heard a lot about how Trump has sycophants in various organizations and agencies, but I don't know what his relationship was with the IRS. Yeah, the IRS special counsel and the IRS um, commissioner, mm-hmm. uh, one of them owns Trump properties and profits off of owning Trump properties. And the nice. other was specially installed by Trump ahead of Bill Barr. He mm-hmm. felt it more important than his Bill Barr nomination. <laughs> Uh, and so he fast-tracked that nomination through of the IRS commissioner for uh, Reddick. So it's <clears throat> they are totally conflicted mm-hmm. um, and not like golf course fees conflicted. Like literally they make money off of Trump real estate uh, or at least one of them does. So it's just it's really bad. It's a bad look. And they they are, you know, not complying either with the House Ways and Means Committee's subpoenas to the IRS to get Trump's tax returns, mm-hmm. which they have to by law. They're they're stalling and filing suit 
and the Treasury isn't helping either. Steve Mnuchin of the Treasury is like, nah, we're not going to. Steve. Steve. Kind of rap name is Steve. It's really frustrating because the NRA is not just, you know, working with with Russians, so it alleges here. But um, do you remember also when the shooting happened at the mosque in New Zealand? Yeah. There was NRA uh, representatives who were reaching out to politicians in New Zealand and people on the right in New Zealand asking them if they needed help pushing a pro-gun agenda. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't see how... Um, I mean, maybe it's because I'm so biased, but I just don't even see how the NRA, even if it was not profiting off of these kind of Russia things, mm-hmm. how they're a social welfare group. That I just don't... I can't... I can't put that together in my head. I guess it's a something to do with defending your freedoms <laughs> your I, I guess yeah I mean I, I, that's going to be their yeah, argument I mean, right protecting the second of, amendment yeah there's some but wouldn't a social welfare group be trying to limit the second amendment for the safety of Americans but AG okay freedom <laughs> freedom fest I know I forgot I forgot can't forget about freedom everyone freedom isn't free <laughs> no there's a hefty fucking fee <laughs> And if you don't pitch in your buck oh five, who will? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I need to watch that now. I need to go watch that. Team America World Police, if you haven't seen it. It's all puppets. It's very good. It is. Uh, okay. <clears throat> We're going to shift gears here a little bit. Kind of a content warning. Actually, definitely a content warning uh, about... It's just a lot of heavy shit in this. So if, you, you know, if you're not into heavy shit today, maybe fast forward about a minute or so. But we have a story from Rewire that migrant mothers are having their newborn babies taken away from them and handed over to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services right after they give birth. Uh, and additionally, pregnant migrants don't receive adequate care. When they're getting prenatal and postnatal care, many are shackled. Some mothers are even shackled during childbirth. And some mothers have had their babies taken uh, away from them, and then they've been returned to, like the mothers just returned to custody. And Rewire says that the women who find help with advocacy groups appear to be reunited with their babies, but it's unclear what happens to families and mothers that don't have access to legal assistance. Mm -hmm. So they're literally bringing these mothers in, shackling them. They're giving birth. They're taking the baby, giving it to the Texas Department of Child Protective Services or protective custody or whatever, and then sending the mother back to custody, At, at least in some cases. I have two points. One is this is such a this is a this is a, an American classic, if you will. You know, like it, before it was us showing up and taking the white people as in the white people showing up and taking the babies of people of color. We're doing the same thing now, people who are trying to uh, move here. So that's good. Uh, my second point is I, uh, we discussed this yesterday after learning about the horrible Trump story about uh, the kind of border wall he wanted to have and how horrific it was. And this story about these migrant mothers just, again, like donate to organizations or or give your time or even just your social media support to uh, the organizations who are helping um, the migrants and the refugees at the border. Mm-hmm. Super Races, important. ACLU. Yeah. There's a bunch. This is this we've obviously there's been so much happening with impeachment and stuff that like these stories have started to become uh, have taken up less of the airwaves and as presidential candidates have discussed other things. But this is still happening and it's still super urgent. And uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, So that's just horrific. I'm still reeling from the the story you were you were mentioning, Amanda, yesterday about the Mm -hmm. 
moats filled with alligators and shooting migrants in the legs to slow them down and flesh piercing spikes and yeah. snakes. And it's just, it's absolutely, ugh, I can't, it's horrible. It's horrific. Yeah. I mean, also, as someone who used to work for a large human rights organization, <laughs> uh, two of them, it's really uh, the idea that people who are legally seeking asylum are having their children taken away from them and are potentially unable to reunite with their children unless given, especially for these people who don't speak English, getting access to the legal counsel they need and who have no money. I mean, what's happening to them has been inhumane for a while, but this ramps it up to a whole other level. It seems like every day he could, the Trump administration, Stephen Miller probably in particular, comes up with a new way. Yeah. Like when they tried to deport um, the migrants that were having life-saving health treatments mm-hmm. here. Just, you go home. Uh, you know, sorry, you'll probably die. Go home. Or, I mean, it's just daily. It's just, it happens on the daily. And so, and then of course, Bill Barr comes out and says that judges shouldn't be allowed to just file injunctions with impunity like he wants basically because trump everything trump does gets shut down because right. it's fucking illegal uh and so Barr's like mm, that's bad that judges can do that no that's good that we have a separate branch checking and balancing uh-huh. the executive branch it's called it's part of the constitution it's part of the checks and balances it's in there uh and it's important so yeah but he wants to shut that shit down so that's interesting um <clears throat> all right so that's um, some sad news. But now, here's a little schadenfreude. schadenfreude. So despite the bad news, there's a silver lining today. The Trump Organization's plan for a major expansion of its golf resort in Scotland called Turnberry, which we've heard a bunch on the news lately, um, they wanted to build swaths of luxury villas. They had plans, but they've been rejected by planners at a Scottish local authority. Uh, even better is that Trump's son, Eric, Eric, was personally overseeing the blueprints. That's probably why they got shut down. Gave it to Eric. Uh, and so he was overseeing the blueprints for new housing and enlisted architects to help rezone the agricultural land for real estate development. So this all this beautiful land there in Scotland is zoned for agriculture. Mm-hmm. But the planners at the Scottish local authority rejected the plans by refusing to reclassify the farmland for housing. They say, quote, Our planning department have advised that the sites were assessed against a range of environmental and planning criteria alongside other alternative site submissions made in response to the mail issues report consultation. It was concluded that they should not be recommended for release. This all comes as the House, uh, you know, House Dems are investigating U.S. military payments at the Turnberry Resort and, of course, the nearby Prestwick Airport, both of which have been propped up by U.S. Air Force visits and uh, refueling, um, military refueling. So all probably in violation of the domestic emoluments clause. Having lived in the UK for seven years before I moved to California, I'm taking like great joy at the idea of a bunch of angry little old Scottish ladies sitting around at their local authority meeting voting against Trump. I know. It's their tiny rebellion. I love it. <laughs> I love Not it. Not today, so Trump. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So uh, let's get social. Hashtag. Sadly, the hashtag trending today is Amber Geiger. Um, we spoke too soon yesterday, saying justice had been served when uh, they found her guilty of murder. We should have waited until she was sentenced, because that happened today. She was facing life in prison, and she got 10 years. That's ten, it? 10 years. For wandering to someone's house and murdering them? Yes. Cool. <laughs> 
I know it kind of makes you like who can I wander in and murder for only 10 years (sighs) it's yeah this is super upsetting and I really 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 hope that you know should we have um a democratic president I hope that the person who is elected has a real plan for reforming our justice system yeah we we really need to get back to that thing that it says on the supreme court building equal justice under the law we need to get back to that or attempt to try to get we, we need to get back on the path of trying to get there <laughs> yeah I know, I know the arc of the universe is long but let's run yeah let's move a little faster let's run there <clears throat> so that's our show today guys do you have any final thoughts you know, here's my final thought for today. I've been playing a lot of The Sims recently. All right. <laughs> more, 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 more. So much. I, I just redownloaded it again and I've been playing it obsessively. And it's really been helping my anxiety the last couple of days where I'm like, I just can't take. I mean, it's so horrible. Everything that's been happening lately. Um, and um, I know I've said self-care the last couple of days, but my advice for tonight is to play video games and eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that DoorDash ramen idea. I'm stealing yeah. Jordan's idea. I like needed to create a little pocket of joy. So I made a ginormous gay family and they adopted like 10 kids and we threw parties and it was amazing. <laughs> so you should that sounds wonderful. play The Sims and have, throw funny. a giant party for your huge gay family and you might feel a little better. <laughs> I know I will. All right. Thank you so much. Everybody, yeah. please take, I don't have any final thoughts today. No final thoughts, AG. Uh, other than, you know, I just need to do that. That DoorDash ramen is really on my mind. <clears throat> That's all I could Thanks think of. suggestion, Jordan. Yeah, totally stealing it. I'm going to be hack. Maybe a ramen hack. I'm excited <laughs> about it. Uh, please, everyone take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health and take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Amanda Reader. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com.